snaps. Yeah, like, when she was telling me about her, because I didn't know. I was just like, oh no. Well, we're restarting this we're video. Restarting that one, yeah. Okay, welcome to another episode of Compassion Fatigue. I'm Emily. I'm Elise. So today, um, well, first of all, I just wanted to say happy School Psychology Awareness Week, because the week that we're filming is Spa Week, School Psych. Appreciation week. Okay, I did not know that. So if you're in school, yeah, um, go find your school psych and thank them. And if you know a school psych, buy them wine. Give <laughs> them a hug. Give them a hug. There's always like a rush near the end of the semesters mm-hmm. with testing and um, yeah. SST meetings, IEP meetings. So happy school psych awareness week. Yay. Yay. Um, and so today we're going to do a very special Korean, Korean-American appreciation episode. Yay. We just happened to find some stories that all involve Korean Americans, so yeah. we're like, let's just compile them all and make an episode. Why not, right? Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll start. So, um, I was. So I got to give credit. This isn't something I found myself. Uh, credit to Next Shark, which is this um, Asian American news outlet. Um, I follow them on Instagram. Uh, you know. We also, as people have probably figured out, we follow subtle Asian traits. Oh. Like, so they, it might have come up there also. <laughs> but um, so it was a it was a article from Next Shark, mm-hmm. and it was talking about this kind of be a Korean American woman. Yeah. Um, her name is Suzanne, or her name was Suzanne on Cuddy. Um, and I was like, damn girl, like just reading about her snaps. Yeah, like, when she was telling me about her, because I didn't know, I was just like. Oh no. Well, we're restarting this we're video. We're restarting that one, yeah. Um, BA, BA woman. So, <laughs> I mean, she's incredible. I can only hope to be like, even like a quarter, a quarter as amazing as she was. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. So, um, history. So, she is actually, or was the daughter of the first Korean married couple immigrants to the US. Just like amazing, ridiculous. Right. Like, like way wow. in the past. Yeah. But, um, um, so she was born in the U.S., um, and her parents, especially her father, was an outspoken activist who was fighting and um, arguing for Korea's liberation from the Japanese um, colonialism back then. Mm-hmm. This is like World War II era. Um, he passed um, before Pearl Harbor, but then Pearl Harbor happened in '41, and she felt compelled at that point, considering her father's work um, to liberate Korea, Mm-hmm. and kind of what happened to her home country to enlist in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So she enlisted in 42, 1942, was initially rejected because she was Asian. And like, this is right after Pearl Harbor, so there was like mm. huge anti-Asian like sentiments in the country, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but she, you know, like her son kind of said like, you know, she was like, you gotta keep forging ahead, like you can't just stop. So she re- re-enlisted and reapplied and was accepted. She's this five foot one inch petite little cutie ad, like, cutie ass Asian <laughs> woman um, who enlisted in the Navy and ended up basically teaching other um, officers aerial combat tactics. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds sounds awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Don't know right? either. So she did that. She, you know, fought against and got went against, you know, all of sexism, racism. Um, became the f- Navy's first woman gunnery officer. Like, not just minority, Asian. But, like, a woman. woman. Yeah. So, like, hell yeah, feminism. Yeah. Right? Um, 
and ended up becoming a full-fledged lieutenant before she retired oh, or i guess was i don't know what's the term discharged yeah in 46 but um she, you know, she, there were stories about, like, how she faced racism from the people that she was leading, like, the trainees that she was training, mm-hmm. and how she was just, like, you don't get caught up in that. You just keep going. You just keep moving. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, her badassery did not stop there. In 47, she married a white man when there was, because I can't say the word, but there were <laughs> laws against, against interracial marriages in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to let these stupid laws stop me from marrying the man I love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she went on to a military base and married him because she was like, F this. She um, never stopped her. No, She's she just, you know, <laughs> she kept going, you know, battled breast cancer twice, won, oh like, gosh. and ended up passing um, in 2015 at the age of 100. Oh my gosh. She should really be on like our twenty dollar bill. Like I don't even care. Like she I was just, I was reading about this and I was like Unsung hero, man. Damn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she was wow. like a rebel in every way. Oh yeah. And like in the best ways. Right. Like, the yeah. best ways. Like, truly like a role model of like it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're small, it doesn't matter if you're Asian, it doesn't matter if you're a woman, it, like you can go out and do it and do it to the best and as well as everyone else out there. Yeah. And if you disrupt the system on the way, like, shouts out to you. Yeah, like, let's do it. Just absolutely what she did. Yeah. So, like, I, it just kind of, it was like that sense of, um, yeah, like, <laughs> let's do this. I can yeah. do this. Like, right. Um, I could do this. She yeah. did this. Like, back in 42, I can go out and face all this. Oh like, no gosh. problem. I just want, like, a tattoo of her face just, like, right here. She looks so, so adorable. Like, she, yeah. She looks really cute, but... So BA. on the inside, yeah. <laughs> Man. Good on her. So, that's our first highlight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the second highlight... Um, so, Queer Eye Japan came out, and I haven't seen all of it. Elisa saving it for a rainy day. I have to. I can't. I know I will just go through all mm-hmm. episodes and I'm like, no, I'm going to save it until I need it. Yeah. So it's waiting for me. I'm I'm watching it and then also putting in episodes of Great British Bake Off um, Holiday Edition because <laughs> it yeah. just came on Netflix. So I'm trying not to watch it all. Okay. But there's an episode where they're talking to one of their heroes and this is Japan. But um, he was talking about how there's a lot of discrimination in the, um, like, gay community. Like, a lot, I guess, of um, gay dating app profiles. They'll say, like, no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Like, collectively, like, I will not talk to you, date you, um, have bed fun times with you if you are fat, femme, or Asian. Mm -hmm. So this is dating apps in Japan. Oh, no, no, here. <clears throat> oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's just overall, like, the... The, the community. community. is oh, like wow. Okay. Yeah, and that's not to say, like, every LGBTQIA person is, like, against Asian right. people. It's just, like, it's a big theme, you right, know? Right. It's, like, a thing. And it has been a thing for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so the episode reminded me of um, Kim Chi, who's a drag queen, really famous on Instagram, then went on to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Um is there some snaps? Snaps for kimchi. And, like, amazing. She has, like, a collab with Sugar Pill Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's just amazing. And she's on like, her season, every... Uh, she was in the final three. Mm-hmm. And everybody had to have, like, a song that they had to lip sync and perform to that said something about, like, who they were as a person. 
So, for example, like her competitor Naomi Naomi Small, that she is like really well known for having really really long legs, mm. and so her song was called like Legs 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 or something. It was like very right. on the nose. Okay. It's like very campy in you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. But Kim Chi's song was Fat Femme and Asian. Like, kind of to take back, like, yes, I'm fat, I'm femme, and I'm Asian, and I'm still, like, a BA. Right. So, screw you guys. It was a bop. Like, I loved it. And, um, you know, Kim Chi still continues to perform. She goes on tour. She's still doing, like I said, a lot of awesome makeup stuff and stuff for the community, even though, like, it's stigmatized to be those three things. Yeah. I mean, and I think, like, it's... I think she's amazing for, I mean, not only within the LGBTQIA community mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I don't care if, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, ill because what, fat femination, mm-hmm. but also kind of like, she's fighting another battle on like the Asian American front mm-hmm. of like, I mean, still, like, I think LGBTQIA identity within the community, it's still really highly ununder- misunderstood. Mm-hmm and misrepresented Mm -hmm. and like she's leading this fight and this um war right battle on two fronts and i'm like you go girl like (laughs) yeah like right it's like to know that she's fighting this battle it's so brave Mm -hmm. so amazing Mm -hmm. right um yeah and just to piggyback off that like she said in her season now, I don't know if it's true still, but she says that, like, her mom, like, doesn't know that she's right. a drag queen or he's a drag queen. He just, apparently, during the season now, I don't know if it's true now, again, but um, apparently Kim Chi's mom just thought that Kim Chi was just, like, an artist, like, a makeup artist, like, did not know right. that she was this, like, well, worldwide renowned uh, drag queen oh, man. because of the stigma. Like, it's such a right. big deal. Yeah. Right. And, it, and, like, you know, coming from a collectivistic culture it's it's not just you it, it reflects truly it reflects on your family mm-hmm. right it, it has implications for your family which i think is very unfair yeah right um i mean kimchi's just so brave like mm-hmm. putting themselves out there yeah in in media in front of everyone and just being so bold and brave mm-hmm. it's like again i can only wish to be as courageous like i do minor minor rebellions Tell me more. Here. <laughs> sure. This is a big rebellion. Yeah. Actually. Really? Right. Yeah. Shouts out. Props. All sorts of snaps. Snaps forever. Um, so yeah. And so our Asian American highlight reel today comes from the world of football. I'm gonna read it because I don't know anything about football to be honest. With I you. don't know either. Um <clears throat> but this story comes from our beloved Atlanta Falcons. I don't really again. <laughs> All I remember is we went to the Super Bowl once and then effed it up. Oh, yeah, we did. With the Patriots. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know there's so many disappointed I, people. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't do sports. I don't do sports, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. But um, Young Ho Koo has been named the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. He's a newbie on the team um, as a kicker. Um, this story from AtlantaFalcons.com says, <laughs> Koo finished 4 for 4 on field goal attempts from um, 37, 36, 30, and a career best 48 yards in New Orleans against Saints. I knew that. Um, and 2 for 2 on extra point attempts. Yay! 
And so, that, that I don't know what good. that means. Four for four, two Sounds for two, that great. Sounds hundred percent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a newbie, and so like he's just killing it. And I just think it's great that they're highlighting um, an, an Asian right. American um, from a historically red state like Georgia, um, right. just because there's not a lot of Asian Americans on professional football. Right. Right. Um, especially not really celebrated as much in the South. So. Right. Yeah. I just you know, just want to shout him out for being an awesome football player. I I wish I knew what all those um numbers meant. I think it sounds good, but it sounds great, and you just keep doing you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So I guess it just about does it. Do you have any special messages for the Korean American community at large? At large, Korean American. Representing, representing, because I can't do that. <laughs> I can appreciate. I can never fully understand. All right. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess a special message. <laughs> Pressure. Uh, I think for um. I think there's two. Okay. Um. One specifically to the Korean American community. Mm-hmm. Um being in the field that we are as psychologists, as a therapist that I do work with, mm-hmm. have worked with Asian Americans. I mean, and, and I grew up with it, like, you know, you just, you you know, you, you grit through it and you go through it and you just deal with it and you get over it. Mm-hmm. I know that was the message. But that doesn't have to be the way. It really doesn't. And I know there's a lot of things that people kind of deal with that are very unique depending on your cultural background. Um, But if you're a parent and have children, be more understanding that their experience is different and they might need extra help. It's a good one. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you're an adult yourself, know that there are people who understand. There are Korean American therapists Mm -hmm. in the community. Like, I want right like I don't serve like a general community. Yeah, of course. But like there are like provides even in Georgia. Like mm-hmm. I mean I know it's a big Korean American community here. Mm-hmm. So we have therapists that serve Korean Americans. I believe they even provide therapy in, in Korean. Korean. So sure. like yeah. they exist. It's not like they don't. It's not even twenty years ago when this was such a rare thing and we didn't have specialists, but we mm-hmm. do. So reach out. Mm-hmm. Please do. Um yeah, I mean, talking to someone is always helpful. Um, and I know, and yeah, and the second <laughs> message I would have is like, stop falling into um, the mold, mm-hmm. and preach. And that's I get, like our message the whole right, episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean, and I know, and I'm trying to be very mindful of the fact that. I'm in a professional field getting a professional degree. Like, I'm going for a higher degree. Mm -hmm. Like, I, knowing that and saying, like, don't fall into a mold where it's like, I kind of did. Yeah. Right? But, like, um, I really don't think you need to, you know, be the doctor, the lawyer, the Mm -hmm. engineer, the professor, whatever, to have happiness. Mm -hmm. If this is what brings you joy and fulfillment in your life, go for it. If not, you don't need to do it. You really don't. Um... Again, if you have children, please don't force your children into this. It's just not worth it. Like, I was headed out a medical degree because that's what my, you know. I mean, my parents never forced it on me, but, like, I kind of just was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And yeah. then, like, it kind of 
just became an understanding that I would. And then mm. when I was like, maybe not, like, that became a conversation oh, for years. I see, I see. Um, so, like, you know, give your children the freedom to do what they want. And if you're, like, a college student or, like, an adult, go do what you want. Like, figure it out. Like, there's been plenty of Korean-Americans who were on a great, like, professional career and did something else. Mm-hmm. And they're so happy. Mm-hmm. And they're much more fulfilled in life. Mm-hmm. Right? Money really only brings happiness to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You have to find more meaning and more more to your life, I think. So please go do that. So yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. On this um, special Korean American appreciation. Wow. Appreciation. Episode. <laughs> Yay, I feel so special. <laughs> um, next week, we'll do a Thai American. <laughs> and I have some thoughts. Oh. <laughs> yes. Alright, tune in next time. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Touch on. <laughs> touch, touch, touch the butt. <laughs> touch the butt.